Fast forward a month. I came home from work and walked through the backyard, and I saw that Cassie had disappeared. Vanished. Poof. A kidnapping? A plant napping. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Petty Crimes, a true crime podcast where we exclusively investigate non-crimes. Mm-hmm. I'm Griff. I'm Kira. Welcome, welcome back. How have you been? I've been good. Yeah? Uh, we are hot off the heels of last week's episode, uh, Pecky Crimes. Um, <laughs> chicken, oh my gosh. And we're hearing from people that that they agree that the chickens on walks in the parks were joyful yes. and that the person who ratted is very, very petty. But there are a few vocal people <laughs> who opposed that. So if you want to get your feelings out there, feel free to chime in in the comments on TikTok or Of course. Insta. And we we both kind of mutually agreed that Megan, the chicken walker, was completely innocent. She's she's innocent. She's fun. We love her. We we love Megan. Yep. And we love chicken. So yeah, um, kind of a mixed bag for feedback. This is a that, pro but... chicken podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> and we are very adamant about that. But yeah, we it was funny hearing everyone's thoughts because while we have an opinion, not everyone shares that opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. I mean, I have an interesting case for you today. Are we ready to dive in? I, I really am. No, this is an interesting one. Also was submitted by someone who's a friend of ours who had listened. They actually don't mind that we use their name. His name's Kyle, but the other person we'll be talking about on the case will keep anonymous. Cool. Um, but my friend Kyle submitted this. Thank you, Kyle. And before we get started again, if you have any petty crimes of your own that you want to yeah. write in, you can message us on Instagram Petty Crimes Pod, that's on Instagram, or shoot us an email, pettycrimespodcast at gmail.com. Yep. We do read them, we look through them, and if they're petty enough, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's get started. So, this was submitted by my friend Kyle, as I mentioned, and involves three people, three three components, I guess, or people's hard. You'll see why people's not the rest word for this, but okay. um, we've got Kyle, his neighbor, who we'll call Apartment 5. Kyle, apartment five, and... And Cassie. And Cassie is a pseudonym? Cassie is not a pseudonym, but it, it's okay. Well, you'll see why. All right. And he wrote us an email, and I'll read the email. It goes as follows. Okay. Hi, Griff. Hi, Kira. It's you. Here's the T. Do you know what T means? T? Here's the T. I do know what T okay, means. Got it. Would you believe it? Yeah. Would yeah. You believe Even it? though I'm 29 going on 65, <laughs> I do know what T means. Got it. So here's the T. I had a giant plant, a giant bird of paradise, and it grew a little baby bird of paradise. I named the baby Cassie. That's Cassie. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cassie's not a person. Cassie is a baby bird of paradise. Making a note. Cassie is a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I repotted Cassie. And gave her her own home so that she could thrive and was quickly overwhelmed with how fast she was growing. And, yeah. And you've seen, you've seen these, these plants, right, on the streets of L.A. And I have. They're, they're pretty. Like, uh, they have, like, an orange beak yeah. kind of and then purple plumes. As soon as someone told me what they were called, it made sense. It looks like a bird. Yeah. That would be in paradise. He continues. So instead of going out and shopping for a new pot, I just used an old pot that I found in the backyard, thinking that an old neighbor had left it behind or something. I placed Cassie in the perfect spot in the backyard so that she was getting a lot of good sunlight and I was watering her and taking great care of her. Yeah. I mean, already we know that this email was written by a millennial because they have, they're treating this (laughs) plant like a pet or Mm. like a child (laughs) and they've fully like anthropomorphized her (laughs) 
and and gendered this plant. Yeah. And named her Cassie. Although plants do have genders. We'll get into that. And <laughs> we will. We will. I did some research as well. Oh my goodness. And I had to like call back to like eighth grade biology or something. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, I have to stop it. And, and we'll also talk about what a plant gay is. Oh. A plant gay. Now, this will be new to me as I am 29 <laughs> going on 65. She knows the tea, but plant gay will be new. Okay. All right. Fast forward a month. I came home from work and walked through the backyard, and I saw that Cassie had disappeared. Vanished. Poof. A kidnapping? A plant napping. I panicked and quickly called my husband and told him that Cassie had been stolen. <laughs> plant gay. However, on my way up the stairs to our apartment, I ran into Cassie, who had been placed- What was she up to? Cassie had been placed right next to the door of apartment five. I felt so awkward and confused because they had seemingly claimed Cassie as their own, even though I gave birth to her. Okay. <laughs> hold it, hold it. <laughs> I knocked on the door several times across a few days to clear this up with apartment five. Several times? Plant gay. <laughs> <laughs> but she would never answer. Cassie? <laughs> the apartment. Up apartment yeah. five. It was truly like she didn't want to talk to me. I even knocked when I knew that she was home, and she still wouldn't answer. I didn't know what to do. A few days later, another neighbor knocked on my door and asked me if I had stolen Apartment 5's pot. A different neighbor? A different neighbor. Why is somebody else getting involved? Apartment 5 had told this other neighbor that I had stolen the pot. It was then that I realized what had happened. Apartment 5 owns the pot that I planted Cassie in. And they now have claimed Cassie as their own because of that. What do I do? And who's in the wrong? Wow. Mm -hmm. So basically, we have a custody battle between Cassie. Absolutely. Apartment 5. We do. And my friend Kyle. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm reeling. This yes. is so much fun. And this <laughs> is the perfect petty crime because I can't imagine anything in this world that matters less. <laughs> But I can't imagine anyone caring anymore exactly. than and your friend Kyle. Who is a – I asked him too. I was like, hey, Kyle, are you a plant gay? And in our community, you know, we know the, the categories of who we are. And he very, very aggressively said yes. So could you define plant gay for me? I mean, I, I can use context yeah, yeah. just to get a clear definition for the listeners. He's gay and he owns plants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, I mean, do you have any plants in your apartment? Yeah. Right, I you mean, have a balcony with plants, right? I, I do, but it's a constant battle between my cats and the plants. Mm -hmm. I say no so often to my partner, Alex, that I try to say yes when I can. And getting all these houseplants was an instance where I tried to say yes to him, even though I knew it was going to be an issue with the cats. And I spend every waking hour keeping my cats away from the basil. Yeah, exactly. And I think I don't think Kyle and his his husband own animals. And so nice. a plant gay is what it is. It's got like it, got it, got it. a gay man, gay person who owns plants. But I think because of the steps it takes to own, you know, living things or to have a family, plants for a gay male on that kind of timeline have a different kind of significance. That makes sense. Like to me, my plants don't matter that much. The cats matter more. I'm obsessed with them. I, yeah. put my, I channel my obsession there. Yes. But if I didn't have cats, maybe I would channel it to the plants. Exactly. And, it, you know, it's a little harder for, you know, gay couples to have children and to, you know, further that kind of evolutionary step. So I think when you meet a plant gay, they've really invested a lot more so than a, a normal hetero person. 
into their plants. So okay. they're inclined to name their plants a la Cassie. Got it. They're inclined to have multiple plants with multiple different names for each plant. Got it. Um, they really just care a lot about these plants. So what would be a, a category if someone were to say, oh, I'm not a plant gay, I'm a blank. What might it, what would, might they say? Oh, so it's not a category on Grinder, so I can't like put it into a sexual kind of component. Probably for the best. There's like a, a gamer, G-A-Y-M-E-R. Got it. You know, who is gay. Yes. <laughs> and loves video games. Got it. So things that are kind of like everyday, not sexually related, I yeah. hope. Hobbies, lifestyle. Exa- exactly. It's more lifestyle, less sex, which is sometimes a fine line between okay. us. You might think we've gone on a tangent, but actually I think this is relevant because this is letting us know how much these plants matter to Kyle. Yeah. Which is a lot. They matter a lot. And, you know, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you ask some questions, but... I think Cassie having come from this other bigger plant meant a lot to him as well. Okay, got it. Uh, Question number one. One, let's go. Where is the parent plant? Where is Cassie's daddy? (laughs) Cassie's daddy left when she was two. (laughs) (laughs) Like, where's that parent plant and and how's it doing? I think the parent plant is in Kyle's apartment. I think to help Cassie grow and to, you know, be a sustainable person. Let's just call her a person because that's what she is. He put her outside in the backyard. Got so it. Just increased sunlight to get her kind of to a nice space. Cassie got propagated, put in the back. Exactly. Separated from the parent. Yeah. And then I guess eventually would have been brought back into the house. But yeah, Cassie was, was in the, the backyard for a little bit. Okay, next question. This unassociated apartment, mm-hmm. let's call them apartment seven. Apartment five. No, no, no. The, oh, not oh, apartment five. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the apartment that came to Kyle and was like, hey, you stole that girl's pot. Did Kyle know them already? Kyle knew this apartment, apartment seven, better than he knew apartment five. I did ask what his relationship with both were. I think it's kind of the classic, like, hey, how are you doing? When you're like both walking into your doors. Yeah. I don't think they were like kikiing all the time. I was just curious how that apartment became the Mm go-between. But if they're a mutual between the two, then that at least makes some sense. I would assume that apartment five knows apartment seven and apartment seven kind of knows Kyle comfortable enough to knock on their door. Got it. Although Kyle was comfortable enough to knock on apartment five's door. But yeah. So yeah, I think they were kind of the middle person between the two. Okay. Got it. That mm-hmm. makes sense. One more question. Mm-hmm. And I think this is my final question before I deliberate. Okay. I might have some additional context to give you as well. Oh, okay. okay just okay. to help your deliberation. Yes. So I'll open the floor for that. Sure. How long had the pot been empty? Oh, that's a great question. I can literally text him right now and ask. I would assume that the pot had been empty for a fair amount of time in that I I don't think Kyle's a person that would see a clean pot that's like been organized and clearly in rotation and would just take it. I picture this pot being like against the fence, covered in dirt, kind of like forgotten, right? Yeah. Um, Kyle's a really, really nice guy. He's very considerate. I think he was just like, I don't, why buy a pot when there's a pot that's being neglected right here? That's perfect for baby Cassie. I I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I would have done the same with that, you know, and I don't know that I would have been like, email the building. Whose pot is this? I've got, I've got a nice little plant that would like to go in it. So let's assume that the pot is old, kind of forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's not like he like ripped out a jalapeno (laughs) pan and threw it in the pool and was like, Mine now, like yeah. this was not like a hermit crab situation. Yeah. He, he like he used a pot that wasn't being used. He wasn't repurposing and killing another life to support Cassie's life. And, Got it. And fostering. Okay, tell me what additional context you might have. Well, I was curious too because I'm not a plant gay. 
I only have succulents from Trader Joe's and I don't really consider that qualification for being a plant gay. I do love them. I was like, I've seen Birds of Paradise outside really nice apartment complexes in West Hollywood and elsewhere. Yeah. How much are these plants, right? Like if someone stole something that belonged to me, anything, I think the more expensive it is, the more I'd care. Yeah. And so I did a little digging. Younger, smaller Birds of Paradise plants, so like a foot or two tall, Mm -hmm. are typically priced around $50. Oh. You know, that's significant, but I mean, it's not like going to break your bank. Like maybe. Larger, more mature birds of paradises, so Cassie's dad, for instance, or mm-hmm. mom, three to seven feet, typically cost between $130 and $400, depending on the size. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like significant. I mean, even the baby, $50, that's... I think so, too. I don't want $50 stolen from me. So Cassie's value... Cassie's value. As a woman. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> euphoria now? <laughs> no, I know. It does feel like that. Okay, so... Cassie, if she is about one or two feet tall, she's worth 50 bucks. Yeah, we'll assume as a baby she's worth 50. And as she gets older, she gets more expensive, as do we all. The backyard, similar to maybe the chicken case that we had in last episode, Mm -hmm. is shared. So that's what led me to assume that this pot maybe is, you know, he's seeing it when he's going out there. So he's already assessed that it's not being used. Yep. So that kind of informs that decision. Shared spaces are really kind of confusing for people. They're wild. Like, people do not know what to do with them. I, I guess it's like, if you put something that belongs to you in a shared space, is it yours anymore? It seems to be a recurring question in our episodes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you're at the office and you have your lunch, you have to label it or someone will eat it. It's kind of crazy. <sighs> it is kind of crazy. Yeah. The rules around shared spaces. People don't know what to do in them. Yeah. Did you grow up taking things that didn't belong to you or did your parents tell you to like not do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mine's the latter. Did I grow up taking <laughs> things that didn't belong to me? There's a right answer and a wrong answer. I mean, Kira. I definitely borrowed my sister's clothes mm-hmm. without asking. Mm. And I had boundary issues there. Oh, got it. Um, the classic sister versus sister. Yeah. My only experience in shared spaces has been that in my current apartment building, there seems to be this unwritten rule that whenever I go into the pool, whenever Alex and I go into the pool, this woman from the first floor always joins us. What? Yeah, she's. She, it seems to be like, oh, I guess the pool's open. And oh. then she comes in and she sort of like wades around in, you know, one of those like one piece bathing scoots with a big old skirt on it. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never seen you in this pool when we're not here. Interesting. She's you, like waiting for you to swim with her. Yeah, I don't know if she thinks we're like her lifeguards or something, but she really only swims when we're swimming. Yeah, shared spaces, man. Anyway. In LA specifically. I'm ready to deliberate. Okay. I don't think I have any more context Cassie's expensive. Cassie's of value. The space is shared. Obviously, the two items that are up for debate have different ownership, but... Yep. Yeah, I'm curious what you have to say. Okay. And Kyle is too. Kyle is guilty of a petty crime. Okay. Here's why. Tell me. He saw a pot in his backyard that a neighbor was leaving until next season or something to put a plant in. He -hmm. saw it. He liked it. He propagated his plant in it. The person got back from being out of town or wherever they were and went, oh, shit, somebody put a plant in my pot. What do I do? (laughs) I guess I'll put it in front of my apartment door and leave it there for a while to communicate that this is my pot. Hopefully the person will come get their plant out of it. I hope that they do that. They'll have to buy their own pot because this 
is my pot. Yeah. But I'll leave it outside. Oh. To give them a chance to get their own pot and move Casty, who cost $50, into their own pot. Kyle never did that. He huh. just kept knock, knock, knocking on the door. <laughs> what were they going to say? Open the door and say, you're right. It is my pot. You can have it. No, the move was take your plant, put it in your own pot. Very much agree. But to play devil's advocate, you don't think that Apartment 5 could have kept Cassie in the plant in the shared space and maybe written a note and being like, hey, dude, this pot is mine. The plant is not. Remove the plant. Buy your own pot. XOXO Gossip Girl. They could have. Okay. But I do. I, I never thought that maybe, again, I think just say this all the time, very LA to assume that putting it next to your door is an invitation for them to be like, oh, the pot is yours. It's just like adding another like assumptious step. It is. Yeah. LA is a city of assumptions and we're very <laughs> non-confrontational. But I do yep. understand that what that person was communicating was, hey, you, you thought this pot didn't have an owner. Well, it does. Yeah. Do you think you would have opened the door? If, so say your apartment five, you've clearly like put it next to your apartment mm-hmm. to indicate that the pot's yours, as you think. Kyle came knocking. Clearly he like picked up on that message. Would you open the door and like clarify? Because she didn't. That's another thing. I would have opened the door because I'm not a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I would have opened the door and I would have said, hey, yeah, just so you know, this pot is mine. And I was really excited to grow something in it. But I'll just leave it right here outside the door until you get a chance to go pick up another pot. Yeah. Because I would, you know? Yeah. And I think it's I think it's weak that they didn't open the door. Okay. I do. But Kyle needed to put two and two together. He needed to go get another pot and he needed to take his little baby girl and put her in his own in her own home. Okay. So, okay. Heard. Completely agree. Do we think Kyle is bearing 100% of the guilt then in this? I think this is an instance of manslaughter. <laughs> in that Kyle didn't know he was doing anything wrong. He didn't know that the pot had an owner. He didn't mean to do mm-hmm. anything wrong. But the person made it clear, this is my pot. Here's how you know it's next to my door. His next move should have been all that energy he wasted, knock, knock, knocking on the door, should have been spent walk, walk, walking to the plant store and buying his own pot. Because you thought the pot didn't have an owner. It turns out it did. Repot the plant, pal. And she's spoken. I, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. That's the, that's the ruling. Kyle, you're guilty. I feel bad for Kyle. This situation is a bummer and it's shitty and it's annoying. Yeah. And I completely get where Kyle's coming from, but he is still guilty. Hopefully Kyle figures this out and gets Cassie back. Because Cassie right now is still confused about who's her daddy and who's her yeah. mommy. I think it's time for Kyle to go yeah. bring his baby girl home. Fun fact about plants, just before we kind of go into the next segment. Did you know that 90% of flowering plants are considered bisexual by botanists? So plant gay with a bisexual. So they have both male and female parts. Wow. Did you know, did you learn about that in school? Did you go to school? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, come to think of it, I think I forgot to go. No. um, (laughs) uh, Yes, I went to school. No, I didn't remember that. Because I was like, why Cassie? And apparently he named her Cassie as some kind of musical theater reference. That I, he said that musical theater geeks oh, will Ca- know. Cassiopeia? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. But um, I was curious where Cassie came from. Kind of like, how do you decide a car is a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, thank you for your verdict. Yeah. I don't think Kyle thanks you, but hopefully he uh, he pulls on his 
big boy britches and gets another pot. It's a bummer, but it is what it is. And she's leaving it outside the door so that you can repot her. Got so it. time to pick up on what's True. been being put down. Time to go get your kid. <laughs> go get your kid. Stop whining about it. Get out of the courts and go get your daughter. Yeah. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I think now it's time to transition into one of our favorite segments called yes. Criminal or Minimal. It is one of our favorite segments since we only have two segments. Yeah. The first segment favorite? is the petty crime segment, and then this is Criminal or Minimal. <laughs> criminal or Minimal, I present a few innocuous situations, and you tell me whether or not they are criminal or minimal, as in no big deal. Going to a nude beach alone. Minimal. And honestly, I like to do that. You've been to a nude beach. I have. It's very freeing. What are your, are you nude often? Nudity, I think, needs to be a little bit more uplifted in society. Not obviously at like your grocery store or like a park with a chicken, but like, be, I mean, if you're comfortable in your body, mm-hmm. whatever it looks like, be comfortable. Know the space. And if it's a beach specifically for nudity, let it all hang out. Absolutely. Do you think it'd be better with a person with you? I don't know. <laughs> I'd much rather go by myself than a friend. I don't want to see my friends naked. I'm okay looking at myself naked and strangers. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It's much more normal to just be like, I love being naked at the beach. Here I go. Yeah. Rather than like, hey, coworker, mom, apartment five, <laughs> yes. let's head to the nude beach. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a, a bathhouse or like a, um, a Korean spa yeah. where you go naked. I don't know that I want to go with my best friend, but I, I really like going by myself. Gotcha. And if I run into someone I know, then eyes up here. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Mm-hmm. Keeping your video off until the second a Zoom meeting begins. <laughs> Criminal or minimal? <laughs> minimal, I think. With like work from home these days, like you're having a meeting with me and my own space. And my space is my space. I can do whatever I want with it. So I very often when the, the host gets on, I start the video because... That means I'm seated. That means I'm dressed from the waist up at least and ready to go. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Drinking from the bathroom sink, criminal or minimal? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picturing like bars in West Hollywood that are always so packed. Oh, Um, I was, I was envisioning a bathroom, but. Oh, like a bath, like your own bathroom? Yeah. Oh, minimal. Okay. Like straight from the faucet? Yeah, drink it from the tap in your own bathroom. Minimal. Okay. I uh, How about how about at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> a little more criminal. That's pretty gross. I I mean like when I'm brushing my teeth and stuff, I I have a water glass to drink water from the bathroom, but I grew up on a farm so we'd like turn the faucet or like a hose outside and just go like mm-hmm. Oop, don't get that on video. Uh so minimal. Perfect. Yeah, have you done it before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I stay drinking I mean, out the faucet. I feel like you give me these questions, wait for my answer, and then you're just like, hmm, interesting. I'm like, but you too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, we've got two more for you. Okay. Uh, feeling up the baguettes at Ralph's to figure out if they're stale. <laughs> Are they wrapped baguettes? Yeah. <laughs> Minimal? I don't want to buy... Baguettes are a little more expensive than a normal loaf of white bread. I think feeling up a baguette to see if it's the right texture and consistency is totally fine. Cool. Yeah, so long as it's wrapped. Sounds good. And then last one for you. Crocs <sighs> ice <What>? skates. <gasps> I saw the, I saw a video of that on Instagram. Criminal or minimal? My first ever croc criminal ruling. 
And in that video specifically, here's why. There was no ankle support on like a blade. Oh. You're going to roll your ankle. And again, function over fashion. I don't even know if that's fa- fashion. That's like extending function beyond Crocs. Yeah. Um, this is a bra on a pig situation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be ice skating in Crocs. And the video was just the entire time I was watching. I was like, this guy's going to roll his ankle. He was great on the skates, but nah. I, I will say circling back to Crocs with heels, which was a few episodes ago. Yes. I saw a real life pair the other day in person at my new job. Stop. They were like Balenciaga Croc collaboration. Exactly. They're like $1,600. At the time I ruled guilty. I still rule guilty, but they did look pretty cool. They looked better than I thought they would. <laughs> Don't give me that look. But no- Nothing says I've got cash to burn. <laughs> no, seriously. Like some Balenciaga Croc heels. And that's where I work. Cash is burning. Yes. Um, but yeah, Croc ice skates, absolutely criminal. Awesome. Take care of your body. And that's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in to Petty Crimes. If you have some thoughts, feelings, reactions, we'd love to hear from you at Petty Crimes Podcast at Gmail or on our socials, Petty Crimes Pod. Until next time, stay petty.